When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be talking about the IPL, the match from today, the match from yesterday, the permutations that could happen. Uh, with respect to qualification and celebrating the fact that there's only one more Sunrisers Hyderabad match left for us to watch. (laughs) I'm Jack Hope and I'm joined by Max Roy Brown. Max, how are you doing in the crack den over there? Hello, Jack. Yeah, yes, I'm very well. I've actually decided to treat myself to a, a beer this evening to celebrate the most unlikely of events in today's game. (laughs) <laughs> that being a sunrises victory. Uh, yes, and we're joined by Daniel Norcross. How are you doing, Daniel? I'm, I'm okay, thank you, Jack. And hello, Max. Um, yes, I'm, I'm all right. I'm um, recovering from the ministrations of yesterday, where the, the great, the good, the bad, the not so great, and everybody basically involved in the writing and broadcasting of cricket gathered together for an epic lunch at the Oval, which always is it's called the Cricket Writers Club Lunch. But it's actually the Cricket Writers Club lunch, um, late tea, uh, liquid dinner and emotional send off as we prepare for the off season. As the German tanks have rolled into Poland, the phony war continues up to the point at which the clocks go back. And then nothing but pain, misery, darkness and trying to keep up with the cricket on the other side of the world at ungodly hours uh, takes over. And reminds us just how terrible the human condition is if you live in the northern hemisphere this far from the bleeding equator. But yes, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> that, gentlemen, is an energetic way to start a podcast. Um, so thanks. Uh, a reminder we are on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod. Uh, you can get back on Instagram now. Um, that wasn't the case last time we did one of these. Uh, we're sponsored by Woodstock Cricket. There's a little logo uh, on my. Right, I don't know, depending on which way you're looking at Are it. Are you? I didn't know that. I love Woodstock cricket. I'm, I'm one yeah. of their biggest fans. I'm a huge fan of Woodstock cricket. Stephen Finn is sponsored by Woodstock cricket. He is. Uh, yes, with that bat, but you know he will do. He will do eventually. Um, look, well, I hit like plenty. Um, as I said on the last podcast, my average went up from 29 to 56 this season. Oh, That's really, you've really, given really him. A, you've given match. him a chance now to. Yeah, so I um yeah scored you know, about four hundred runs. Um, Boston uh, about yeah, about four hundred runs. Tell us, Jack, exactly how many runs did you score? Uh, I I, I think it was about three hundred and eighty something. Um, right. So you've done that classic cricket thing where you've taken a number and when it looks good for you, you've added a bit to go to the nearest milestone. Like when they do exactly it the other way around, when you know, you know, when they need three hundred and forty-five to win, they'll say. Well, it's only 300, only 300 to win will be fine. Yes, I know. I know what you're playing. That's exactly what I've done. And if you buy Woodstock Cricket Bat, you can do the same thing um, (laughs) and and brag about your stats on your podcast. Um, And um, we've got Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. If you you like asking us questions and 
stuff. Um, there is some other stuff over there. Go, go and look at it. Um, it's in the it's in the show notes. Max, let's talk about today's cricket match. Um, Royal Challengers Bangalore, the Sunrisers Hyderabad. The game we, we you know we've all had this in our diaries for weeks, um, <laughs> haven't we? So, yeah. so uh, I hope the summary's good. It's been in my diary to uh, arrange something else to do, and unfortunately, I I forgot, <laughs> so I had to watch it. Um, it's one of those strange, strange things, this game, where it was actually, uh, in terms of, you know, we'll just skip to the end, the, uh, the exciting conclusion um, didn't actually make it an exciting game. We could have, could have skipped out the middle of it, but, you know, we'll, we'll go for a, a, little, um, a little summary anyway, uh, as Jack disappears, because he really is sick of, uh, sick of sunrises and everything that they, are, they stand for. Um, RCB won the toss and decided that sunrises could have a bat because fair enough uh what we've seen from sunrises over the last uh, few games is that they're not very good at batting first but they're also not very good at bowling uh um bowling first either so probably didn't make a difference there the logic behind that being it would be easier to chase on the pitch which uh, seemed a little slow as is the tradition for all of the pitches this uh, this leg of the IPL um and sunrises mixing up a bit again um Seems like their plan was to get knocked out and then try if they see if they could find a way of doing things that would be successful. Uh, so Abhishek Sharma opened the batting with Jason Roy and it looked like it paid was paying off for a bit. He hit a few lusty blows before falling. Jason Roy did all right and some risers were actually, uh, well, they were on a pretty good platform. They're about 100 odd for two or 14 overs and we thought that they might break the, uh, the 140 barrier that seems to have been... Um, colossally in their way for the last uh, four or five weeks um, and they did by one run as they completely collapsed uh, towards the end of their innings as is their uh, their seeming <laughs> pattern um, this season Dan Christian probably changed the uh, changed momentum of that innings with uh, with a good good spell of bowling took two quick wickets and his interview at the halfway stage was that they were pretty confident of chasing it down and they reckoned 170 was par um, Devdit Padakal had other ideas as he uh, very <laughs> slowly amassed 40 runs. And um, just to make sure that RCB didn't win the game, ran out Glenn Maxwell, who was the only one on the pitch who'd actually managed to score any runs at any particular <laughs> rate, um, leaving uh, RCB with a little too much to do at the end. And even the great Amy de Villiers was unable to hit the, uh, the two sixes off the last three balls that was required. And... Um, yeah, Sunrisers won a game of cricket, so that was that was a turn up. RCB lost a game of cricket, which is always entertaining, especially when they're playing the team who will bottom. And um, well, they've pretty much blown the chance of top two finish now. You'd think, uh, in, in all likelihood, um, which they probably should have been uh, should have been aiming for when they're playing the uh, their their uh, penultimate game against the bottom team in the table. And um, obviously, with all the uh, glamour and riches that a top two position affords you with your second bite against the final. So uh, I'd imagine they'll be kicking themselves a bit. Um, can I ask Jack at this point, because I, I need a primer in this. And before we came on air, so to speak, you were mulling out loud the various extraordinary permutations that are now left in the tournament as to who can finish where and how and what they need to do. And uh, I, I thought this would be a good moment for you to give me that primer so that I will be rejuvenated and can watch the remaining, what is it, four matches <laughs> with yes. uh, a renewed gusto. Uh, yeah, I can, I can just about do that. Which, where, well, let, let's start at the top. Um, 
where it's a shootout between Delhi and Chennai Super Kings um, for first place and second place, uh, which doesn't really matter um, because they're both going to finish in, in one of those two places, which means you get to go through the qualifier instead of the, the eliminator route, which is means you get two bites of the cherry. Um, so RCB, to be clear, that means that the RCB's next game is irrelevant. For, from their point of view, um, yes. yes, yes, that is what it means. Unless they can somehow win by about 400 runs. Oh, okay. Um, it's, I think it's in it's in about that ballpark. It might be a bit less. Might be, might, you know, between two hundred and four hundred. Three hundred and eighty, perhaps. Three, yes. <laughs> um, uh, they're playing Delhi, uh, so there's not really any jeopardy riding on that game. Um, it's not even like one of the teams from down the bottom needs to win. Um, KKR, they are in fourth place. If they win, they're almost certainly through. Um, because the only team that could, you know, realistically catch them on on net run rate, um, Mumbai, or the only team that could, could match them on seven wins, sorry, is Mumbai, and they'd win, need to win by ninety four runs, I think, if KKR win by a run. Um, okay. So it's a it's a pretty big change there. Or but they or are playing down. They are playing sunrises. Yes, or chase down the opposition score in eight point three overs. Um, oh, so glad we so saw that, that happen the other day, didn't we? we now saw that, that there's there, there's an outside chance if Sunrise is Hyderabad bat first that that could actually happen. It, it's, it's a slim chance, but that's the really the only run rate permutation involved. Um, Punjab Kings can make it. So obviously, if KKR lose and Mumbai win, then Mumbai are through. Uh, but Punjab can also make it if KKR lose and Mumbai lose, and they lose reasonably heavily, and Punjab win. Uh, win reasonably significantly. And who are Punjab um, playing? Uh, the Punjab Kings. They are playing Chennai Super Kings, who have nothing to play for. I mean, they could be the it could be the B team. Um, <laughs> Rajasthan actually similar. They they well similar, but they'd have to they'd have to win by hundreds of runs. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're minus they're minus point seven. They absolutely rate, blew it a little bit difficult. Yeah, so, what you're so that's, that's the permutations. Is, what, so, what, so what you're telling me is it's between KKR and Mumbai Indians, and that's it. More or less. I mean, there is there's there's a freakish set of results that that could send Punjab through. Um, you know, if Rajasthan, uh, I've got it actually written down. If Rajasthan Royals beat KKR by 68 or more runs, if Sunrisers Hyderabad beat Mumbai Indians by whatever margin. And Punjab Kings themselves beat Chennai Super Kings by 47 runs or within 14 overs, they will qualify. No other scenario. Oh, that's exciting. Do you know, that was the most concise way of describing a complex mathematical equation that I've heard well, since. I mean, well, ever. <laughs> it's, it's not, let's be honest, the um, easiest way of differentiating between two teams, is it? Um, no, but but it's it's probably the most noble something. way. I mean, what would you like them to do? Like do it on the most number of struts, or or worst of all, I, do it on the fair play league? I think that I has driven know. me mad since the very beginning of the dawn of the IPL. The fair. I play think league. something like sixes or wickets, boundaries, or oh, boundary count back. Yeah, yeah. that would go down really well. Um, I. I... I read that as someone someone was suggesting Duckworth Lewis. You can use the Duckworth Lewis system over an entire tournament, and that that you know in theory would be easier to calculate. I mean, part of the problem, you know, I'm, we might as well talk about why I don't like net run right now. Um, this was going to be at the end of the podcast, so this is going to be all over the place. This show <laughs> um, is that 
is that you can chase down a score nine wickets down and get a huge boost to your net run rate that doesn't actually reflect the narrow margin of victory that that you you you, you won the game by. Um, and so I don't think it's as noble as people as it initially appears. It's not like goal okay. difference in football. For Can example. I take issue with that? Because essentially. T20, and I agree quite a lot with a, a very fine man called Kartikeya Date, who is uh, a cricketing view on Twitter. Oh. Uh, and he points out <laughs> that um, actually T20 is not cricket at all. Not in the sense that we have understood cricket, since cricket was created to have 10 wickets in an innings for good reason. It wasn't that you'd bat for 20 overs with it. So if you win by nine overs, but you're nine wickets down, that margin of victory is still nine overs because you've got so much resource to play with that that's how you should play T20 cricket. And really, it, you should always but be But it isn't, is it? Because each, yeah, each wicket you lose diminishes the the theoretical number of runs you could score in the future, uh, both because you, you're closer to being bowled out and because the next man in uh, traditionally speaking, although no, this isn't always how it works in the IPL, the next man <laughs> in is less likely <laughs> to be able to score runs than the one who's, who's just been out. Yeah, there's a modicum of truth to that. But ideally, what you actually want in your side is you want to see them 200 for nine. If you saw your side was 200 for none, you'd be furious. You'd think, well, you probably left stuff out there. Well, batting batting first, for sure. But um, batting second slightly different, isn't it? Because you're... You, you don't so not if you're to, but not if chasing. you're trying to win according to net run rate rules. In which case, that's exactly what you should be doing. And since net run rate is the rule, I I, I thoroughly well, love it. I, I mean, on, on this particular occasion, then the the permutations that that I, I spoke about three or four minutes ago are are what the team should be going for. You know, Mumbai need to win by over 100 runs or in the eight or fewer overs to have any realistic chance of being KKR. Although, actually, having said that, Mumbai, I think, are the last team to play, or they play after KKR anyway. Mm. So they will know um, what the target is, whether that's just winning, winning by 100 runs, winning by 120 runs, um, you know, whatever, whatever it turns out to be. Um, yeah, all I want is some sort of super over the that determines something. Out of yeah. Six six way super over. <laughs> anyway, played, Max, back on, to this. played on three different grounds <laughs> by, <laughs> by entirely different teams. Why not <laughs> a game of three team cricket um, with the man and the net? Um, could could work. Max, anything from this game that we actually want to talk about? I mean, we've we've so far we've done the summary and, and <laughs> um, <laughs> we've addressed that Padakel wasn't very good and Maxwell was, and then yeah. Padakel ran him out, and that was quite sad. Um, uh, yeah, I thought we'd I thought we'd got away with not covering it, but you brought it back, <laughs> so um, I guess I guess we'll have to. Um, I mean, what did you make of uh, Abhishek Sharma opening the batting for Sunrisers? Do you think that I was, was like- uh, worth a shot? It was better than some of the other dumbass decisions they've made this year. <laughs> All I really, really, the, the the only other thing I wanted to talk about, and I was hoping you'd go straight to this, is Umran Malik. He got pointed out. Yeah, as a well, we that's the watch. that's the exciting bit. So I thought we'd build up to it's it. Finally, a reason to watch Sunrisers, and they've they've only wheeled him out for the final three games of the season. Yeah, um, I, when you when you have someone who bowls at ninety mile an hour basically all the time, and you're losing loads of games, and your bowling isn't you know particularly exciting. Why have we only just seen him? Hmm. Don't know, Dan. You know about cricket. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he sprayed it around a bit in the nets. Maybe 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, we probably saw him now because he's cheap. And uh, once you get to the end of a season when mm. you know you can't get through, there is there is a sort of sense in which it's probably advisable to pick the players that cost you far, far less each time they walk out onto the pitch when there's absolutely nothing in it for anybody. I mean, if you took that to its extremes, then Rashid Khan wouldn't have played and neither would Kane Williamson. But you get my general gist. And I suppose um, the problem with United mile per hour bowler is that there is a a general group think, isn't there, that when you're out in the UAE on those pitches, which have been particularly unusual, I think Mm. you've probably talked about this, but about leaving more grass on so that the pitches can survive until the World T20 probably affects the speed of them right now. So it's a kind of quid pro quo, really, for for playing so much T20 cricket in a short space of time um, in the same location. So I guess they were thinking quite reasonably that somebody who bowls 90 miles an hour would be less effective than a whole battery of spinners and pace offers and uh, cutters because, as a general rule, they have been um, a bit better. But the, the guys who've shown the skills and who've done the back of hand sower balls and, as they say rather inanely, bowled it into the pitch. If you don't bowl it into the pitch, you're basically it's basically bowling like a ball. Top, <laughs> no, not a great ball. Not a great ball. But you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Banging it in. Uh, so I think that was probably the reason. But then the thing about cricket is that there's an awful lot of truisms, aren't there, that aren't true. It's a little bit like how you should always bat first in test cricket when we're discovering more and more and more that when you play on uh, grounds which are trying to make pitches that last five days that have fantastic drainage, the inevitability is that the first day is the hardest to bat. So you're probably smarter off not doing the things that people used to do for years. And, and times are changing and T20 is changing and adapting isn't always obvious. So I think that's why we haven't seen him. Uh, in terms of other observations on today's game, I'll try to find some. I mean, Maxwell, Maxwell was extraordinary, wasn't he? I, mean, mm. I, I watched that game and my heart kind of sank again because it was so hard to bat, but it didn't require enormous skills to bowl to prevent batters from, from doing well. And yet here he, he walks out like, you know, a, a child's toy. He, he looks remarkably to me like a child's toy. I can't help but see that constantly and the ball was making the most beautiful sound of his bat and every time I see Maxwell I don't quite understand why he's not as revered and loved in Australia as he ought to be I think if he was I fear English, change we would go change. We, we, yeah well they do and it's funny isn't it given what a young country it is it's strange how much they fear change but then if you remember when you were like a five-year-old you probably just ate Marmite on toast and a boiled egg, and you were terrified at the sight of uh, courgette. So actually, it was I mean, the, um, the tin, you know, yeah. tinned mackerel and tomato sauce. That was my go-to. I would well, have that for lunch every day. Yeah, whatever ridiculous nonsense floated your boat when you were five. <laughs> that's essentially what Australians are. They are five-year-olds, and so I suppose you're dead right, Jack. They they fear they fear change. I like the routine of, um, of not of not using Maxwell to the best five-year-olds. They're five-year-olds who are going to flatten us over the winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, but five-year-olds are quite good at that. They're, they're, they're fearless <laughs> and they're filled with bizarre and unnecessary confidence. Uh, yes, um, somebody on YouTube has paid us 40 rupees to say, imagine supporting RCB and Manchester United. So, Addy, 
Thank you for that. I'm assuming that's him. No one here spots Manchester United, do they? We might well, be trolling a mate. You never know. Imagine, <laughs> imagine be, being, yeah. <laughs> imagine being Dan Weston, supporting RCB in Tottenham. Oh, you think you've got it back? Be, well, actually, they're be... basically the same team, aren't they? RCB and yeah. Tottenham. They are extraordinarily the same team. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, they are, I, mean, I haven't got anything else. So, Dev Padaka was bad. Um, yes, someone asked on, on Patreon, was it the worst innings? I don't know if they said in the history of the IPL. Hold on. Yeah. Ooh. Was it the worst innings in the 2021 IPL? Probably was in the 2021 IPL. Um, I think it could argue well, up there as one of the worst in I history, was, couldn't it? It's... <laughs> when I saw that question, when I saw that question come in, I was all but prepared to say, don't be ridiculous. Like we've had as many bad innings literally in the last week as that. Like there was Priam Garg the other day, Manish Pandey a couple of weeks ago was an absolute disgrace. Then he ran out Glenn Maxwell and it automatically <laughs> became the worst because that was unforgivable. It's just yeah, cost yeah, seeing the game, yeah. basically. Yes, I'm also good about Maxwell. Yeah. He, was, he was actually taking down Rashid Khan. He hit him for like two sixes or four. It was um, it was really fun cricket. Yeah, and then he got turned by uh, Dave Dutpadakal. So mm. yes, it was a I weird thing, wasn't it? Because once, once, once he was out, there was this dreadful pall came over the game. Really, because there's no point in a, in Sunrisers winning. There's no <laughs> point in RCB losing no. at that point. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was the worst possible result. And I think I'm feeling this energy from all three of us, to be brutally honest. Yeah. Uh, well, they, no, they keep bloody doing this, Sunrisers. They, they, didn't they terminate someone else accidentally? Um, <laughs> beat, beat one of the other teams that could have made it interesting near the end. I mean, they haven't won that. Was it the Royals? Matches. Yeah, they beat, Rad, they yeah. beat Rajasthan a couple of games right. ago. And it could, yes. have been, it could have been a three-way playoff for this, this final spot. But no, Sunrisers had to stick their oar in. Yeah, um, they ruined everything. T- t- that was turn up for their bi-monthly, bi-monthly cricket match, and I mean, they've beaten Punjab. They've yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've blown it. It's my this is like my overriding feeling from this game. Like if you look at how it went and the result at the end and how close it was, it should have been exciting, and I felt Just completely <laughs> unperturbed by any event throughout the entire afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's nice to Did know you... that that's not a problem that I have, unless we all three share the same sort of... No, no, I, I, felt, I felt exactly the same way, but I've, I've sort of felt a little bit of that um, in this UAE leg of the whole thing. I mean, I, it's the first time I've been on with you since we've uh, since the whole Jamboree's moved to the UAE, mm. and I, I find myself watching it with shallow breath the whole time, waiting, waiting to go, oh! I mean, obviously... Maxman Shiva Christian manages to find everything absolutely amazing. But <laughs> I, I don't in quite the same way. And um, because it hasn't been absolutely amazing. Uh, and do you know what I mean? There's been a sort of sense of no, uh, it's almost, I was just it's almost a bit at... tantric. It's a bit tantric for me. It's like, ee, 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 when are you gonna like explode <laughs> into actual life? And I think it might have to be, because as you've gone through the permutations, we've got there's gonna be something exciting in there. KKR, Hopefully. their game will be important. And mm. Mumbai Indians game will be important. And then we'll finally get to the playoffs. And then whatever happens, it's that's that'll be fun. But yeah, this I, kind of loping stage on these kind of grabby wickets where people come and destroy the party is becoming a bit of a trope that is annoying me at the moment. But that might just be because I had a very, very heavy one last night. Yeah, it could be. Booze blues are a real thing. Mm. Um, yeah. There have only been four scores above 170 uh, in, in just two matches since the IPL restarted. And for, you know, 
I'll be honest. I don't. I think T20 is much better when the scores are 170 plus. Um, I yes. think it just works better as a format. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be 220 plays 215, but you know, a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit more Ideally. of a balance. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it has been a, it's been a bit it's been hard going. Um, we 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 didn't talk about yesterday's game yesterday because we didn't do a podcast. Um, the own the, the interesting thing about this is the implications, isn't it? The mm. um, the fact that Rajasthan blew up um, and got murdered by Mumbai means that Rajasthan are, are effectively out, and um, Mumbai have a slim chance, even if it goes to net run rate. Um, Max, do I? Can you summarise that game in, in like three sentences? <laughs> um, I'll give it a go. So Rajasthan Royals and Mumbai Indians played cricket on an absolute pudding of a wicket. I'm not sure whether it was more panna cotta, probably not a panna cotta because that's got kind of a wobble to it with a bit of bounce. So it wasn't that. Um, I think possibly a sticky toffee pudding might be about right with the sticky sort of uh, side of it. But I think ultimately it felt more like a treacle tart. That was that was my the middle of a treacle tart, obviously not the pastry. Um, and Raj- Rajasthan failed to understand that the ball wasn't bouncing very high and decided to always be bowled or LBW by a ball that kept low, which for some reason surprised them. And then very kindly uh, kept bowling without using the wicket to Mumbai Indians to allow them to chase the runs down very, very quickly. And Ishan Kishan's good at cricket again. Hooray. Yeah. Can I yeah, add to that, that? That it's one of those games and it happens every now and then where a broadcaster just lucks out. And um, very dear friend of mine, Simon Mann, was on commentary yesterday for uh, the BBC. And I could feel the vibes of glory when that game was hunted down in 8.3 overs. (laughs) Instead of the four-hour stint and then making his way back from the overall cricket ground, it was sort of a a three-hour stint. And uh, I could feel his smugness from on the other side of the ground where where the cricket writers club dinner was uh, lunch was taking place it was um it's beautiful when that happens as a broadcaster especially a game that you're not massively invested in the shame for me was i'm am i allowed to say this i'm a rajasthan royals fan you're allowed to I'm, say that absolutely yeah well i mean the thing is that, that when i say fan i don't go out and buy the kit or anything or or weep tears when Why they lose because i don't care that much I don't I don't care who wins cricket matches really. I just like watching cricket. So <laughs> whoever wins, it'll be fun normally, apart from today. But um, <laughs> but there was uh it was it was it was just a beautiful thing. I felt the fellowship of, of uh of broadcasters, I felt the joy emanating from the commentators who were actually commentating the match across the globe as they saw an opportunity to get the pub an hour earlier than they were expecting. And um, those are gifts that are in there. You can, when you, if you can give them as a cricket team, it just makes you even more lovely. And I think it's why Rajasthan Royals is generally loved by the, the commentating fraternity, because they'll do things like that for you. Um, I, another thing I noticed after the game was that Sanju Sampson seemed genuinely sad. Um, and that doesn't always happen. So it was nice. To, to have an emotional yeah he should well, you're, you're, he you're, should you're care enjoying, about who wins you're enjoying his sadness really. well uh, yeah I mean uh, yeah uh, I guess and, and from, look, from a schadenfreude is... point of view or from a like no 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 like he he genuinely seemed upset and I I felt for him and you know 
and um, there was an emotional human moment there where he started the day with a dream that he was going to lead Rajasthan to the brink of glory, um, set them up for for uh, a run at the playoffs. Well, isn't their last game against KKR? So it would have been, you know, a de facto quarter final, basically, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. And then, unfortunately for him, they they had to play on a sticky toffee pudding. <laughs> um, they, they they didn't manage to put any kind of pressure on Mumbai, uh, and Ishan Kishan came out of retirement to all intents and purposes <laughs> to, to um to get his IPL strike rate above a hundred for the first time this season. Uh, obviously, for me as a big Rajasthan um, um, Mumbai Indians fan, I'm I'm happy, um, and I do buy the kit because I'm a proper fan. <laughs> and a glory, and a glory uh, but I did. as well. Mumbai Indians. I mean, don't get me wrong, but who in their right minds is actually a Mumbai Indians fan? I mean, well, obviously not you, because you can't be in your right mind. I mean, that's, that's what, what? What? Who? No one. No self-respecting journalist is a Mumbai Indian. Well, it's fan, a right? it's a wonderful. Well, it's very kind of you to refer to Jack yeah, as a self-respecting journalist. First of all, um, <laughs> and I, I'll be looking forward to our invitation to the uh, Cricket Writers uh, Awards yes. dinner next year. Um, but uh, it's it's a lovely narrative that Jack pulled um, some names out of a hat for us at the start of the IPL um, for us to support teams and get involved. Uh, Jack, obviously. This is entirely by chance. Uh, gave me CSK, <laughs> who came was it bottom last year? Um, yeah. Did did Ross get Rajasthan Royals? Who who done? Ross is Ross got Ross is also a Rajasthan Royals fan. Yeah, yeah that's right. I remember after I remember after that, coming. Actually, remember that. Yeah, very close to Yes. Uh, and Jack drew the Mumbai Indians for himself, who we all expected to run away with it. So uh, it's a nice um, it's a nice feeling, at least for me. Why well, drew last? Didn't I? So it was the, by the time I went. There was a twenty percent chance I'd get Mumbai Indians, which was much higher than twelve point five percent chance you had when you went first, and yeah. and, uh, it was just and much higher, much higher than the zero percent chance I had when you uh, opened them all to check which ones you gave us before you pulled them out the hat. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just maths. Uh, Akash Visa, he knows where the money is. Isn't is there money in 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 being a Mumbai Indians fan? Because um, again, I've not found it. Uh, <laughs> right. So all, all of this means that the IPL is going to the final day. We talked about the permutations earlier. Um, it, it, it comes down to, to, to these four matches, um, which I should have had up on my screen because uh, that would have been seamless, a seamless transition, but I don't. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll see Chennai Super Kings taking on Punjab Kings in a match that Punjab need to win to have any chance going through and they need to win it by 50-odd runs. Um, so, you know, it's early in the morning or it's 11 o'clock for people in the UK. I think you can probably not take time off work for that one. Um, there's no extended lunch break or coffee break required. Maybe tune in near the end if something interesting is happening. Uh, at three o'clock, the Kolkata Knight Riders take on the Rajasthan Royals. This is UK time. It's obviously happening later in India or wherever you're listening. That one's probably worth watching, I think. That's the that's the match that sets up the, well, the, the match after it. Um, KKR, <laughs> they win. Ah. <laughs> uh, are very close to through. Um, Rajasthan, if they win by, you know, I can't remember what it was, 200 runs or something like that, um, they they aren't out of it. Uh, then tomorrow, on Friday morning, uh, Sunrise's Hyderabad take on Mumbai. Uh, and at this point, Mumbai will either need to win or win by loads. Um, so 
hold on. Yeah, this is why are they both at three o'clock on Friday? That makes no I sense. I think they are. I think the first one's at eleven. That's not according to Google. It isn't. No, I think um, they're trying to play them. I think they're trying to play them simultaneously so that there'll yeah. be no shenanigans. I think that was the idea. But of course, that means I suppose but, for yeah. sort of but for neutrals, oh, I yeah, suppose right. do we want do we want? It's a hard to tell, isn't it? As a neutral, I suppose you want Rajasthan to win, so there's a bit of pressure on Mumbai because then it's a straight shootout, win or lose, isn't it? That's yeah. that's kind of what you want, isn't it? Because if KKR win then Mumbai have got to win by yeah. a colossal number. Realistically, realistically they'll win no. by more than one, one hey. run. Do you know what the ideal scenario is? KKR win by about 80. Um, there's no chance Mumbai can get through, so we don't have to watch Sunrises. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Mm, good point. Mm. Yeah, What's... and then we can like regroup, come back, do the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have a little break. We'll have a little sojourn come back refreshed. What is the um, point of playing the last two games at the same time if there are already two games before it the day before which are the ones that actually matter yeah well in the context yeah well look i think it was an attempt to try to find some kind of probity (laughs) in a system that can't possibly have it because really what you need to do is play all of the last four games simultaneously but that would involve somebody going and playing in oman really because in the start there just aren't enough pitches for everybody to play at simultaneously and it would also get incredibly confusing and uh, Laxman Shiva Ramakrishnan would probably lose his shit because there'd be sixes scored everywhere uh, simultaneously and that would send his voice into absolute overdrive so there, there would be there would be that issue Danny Morrison would also become uh, untenable as a concept would probably end up in space and, uh, <laughs> in, in geostationary orbit just screaming at the top of his voice also imagine well, Academy cracking six <laughs> Oh, on Academy. Yeah. Vivo, perfect catch of the match. Yes. How many safaris uh, way, would we need I, as well? I, That's an issue. I don't think I, they've got four. Sure, they've got a bonus safari. They all drive them, don't they? Do you not hear them on commentary? Oh, yeah. He's one yeah. of the commentators. Um, well, this is a question I wanted to ask you both because yeah. you've been watching it slightly more closely than me. Uh, very occasionally, I've had to do things like work. No one's but, hit um, the car. No, no, it's not the car. That's why I didn't ask. Although I am, they did come close the other day, very close. Mm. But what I want to ask you is, who do you think has had the best segue? Because for my money, it's been Ian Bishop. Ian Bishop did an absolutely brilliant segue the other day. Yes, when he he talked about a a beautifully sleek uh, shot through the onside, and then it went to the car, and he went and. Uh, things that are sleek include this fantastic safari card and it was just beautiful he nailed it but the the contortions in which each of the commentators have to get to in order to make it sound like they're talking about this car as if it's part of the conversation they've just been having is one of the great skills and i obviously watch it with a keen professional eye to see would i be able to do that practice your segues so i think there are three to look out for one is bishop who you know he's the master He's uh, very much, if we compare the cricket, it's very much the Ian Bell in terms of the, the elegance at which he can can get onto the, 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 the sponsorship yeah. topic. He, he can <laughs> turn a piece of commentary into a sponsorship moment yes. without you even noticing, which I'm not sure the sponsor wants, incidentally. But uh, it puts, yes. the, puts the comms in commercialism. Then yes. you have um, Danny Morrison, who I... I I kind of think of as a little bit like a, a sort of young um, 
Joe Root. Very enthusiastic about the task at hand. Um, sometimes slightly over enthusiastic, I, I, I think. But he does produce. He produces the goods time after time. Um, and, mm. and, and you know, he's 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 quite excellent. You really uh, believe it possibly, with Danny Morrison, don't you? You believe possibly, he loves the safari. Possibly he's the best flogger of safaris in the world right now. You know, on the ICC oh. ranking, he's near the top. Um, well, what I what I love about his methodology is that he will literally, you know, uh, the double ass need that bloody blah, and the camera will go to yep. the safari. Which one to go? And there, here in Sharjah. The greatest car you <laughs> can ever see. A car and then, so huge and massive and sleek and fast and wondrous and brilliant. Who wouldn't want one? Who? And <laughs> I just adore that. The, the energy and the enthusiasm is something that is, like, I think, matchless. But, yeah, and who's your third? Uh, and then on the other end of the scale, there are some people who just aren't very good at it. And I, I think he, he, um, he, Nick, Nick Knight had a, a good one today. Um, um, he's new playing, to the game, though. Bless him. Play. I mean, I don't. I don't really know who to compare him to. Someone really bad. He admitted he hadn't even sat in the safari. He said, <laughs> I, <laughs> Ooh, he said and I, "I basically quote: I need to sit in that car." Uh, and it, it, it's uh, too too honest. Yeah. Too honest. Oh, no, no, no. You know, I think you're misunderstanding his gambit there. What he's basically saying is, "Give me a car." That's what he's saying. Okay, though. right. Well, All yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think well, like it may it may not be great for the sponsor, but I think it'd be great for Nick. I think mm. he might find himself sitting behind the wheel of a small automobile, or even large in this case, safari, uh, before oh. the day is out. They will rectify that problem, and he will be spinning around the desert as we speak. Four um, D chess. Um, yeah. Right. Look, there's a, there's a few more questions we want to get to really quickly before we before we wrap this up in five minutes or so. Um, who do we think is going to qualify? Here, so with the top three's done, which which of the Mumbai KKR uh, or one of the outsiders you think will go through? Max, you can go first. Um, I mean, logic says KKR because it's in their hands. That's boring, but isn't it? I just don't. I just don't see them not bottling it. There's just something about them that feels like they, especially given like the resurgence they had in the second half of the IPL. Like they're a new, like they're the actually Vic London put in the super chat. The, the new KR, new KKR. Um, that's sort of what they feel like. I just don't, but I don't back them to sustain it. And I feel like they're going to fall at the last hurdle because that, that just feels, it feels right. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with Max. I think it's a little bit like to adapt um, Gary Lineker's line about football. The IPL is a game played between eight teams and, um, on the last round, the Mumbai Indians scrape through and then end up in the final. <laughs> and uh, that's essentially what has to happen. It's, it's the script. You can't you can't move away from it. I mean, anybody who's seen WWE wrestling will know how this works. And uh, KKR <laughs> will bottle it. And MI will get over the line in an extraordinary fashion of something like the last ball. And all of our innovation and general kind of, uh, will will go out of the window on Friday will be dribbling messes of excitement once more. And it'll all be because of your team, Jack, your team who fly the flag for exciting and uh, entirely predictable cricket, excitingly predictable cricket. Or predictably well, exciting they, cricket. Look, they are the best at it, to be honest, aren't they? They are, yeah. You know, yeah, they are. yeah they've, they've captured the market for exciting cricket. It's like um, Fergie time, I think, isn't it, for MI, basically? I, 
Yeah. Uh, I think that I, I'm just reading through some notes I, I put down here. Do you want to know how, what Rajasthan need to do to qualify? Um, Go on. Th- yeah. They need to win by 166 runs or within two balls. <laughs> <laughs> the notes wow. I've got down here from whoever wrote this says, uh, this seems impossible and has never been done before. <laughs> That's useful, uh, useful fluff on that, just in case anyone was left wondering. Well, it's funny you should mention uh, that. The very first game of cricket I ever played at school in 1979, we were bowled out for four. Uh, we only <laughs> lost by four. Only lost by four wickets. The oppo were uh, six for six when they got over the line. Have you, with, were, uh, were you, were you playing in Abu Dhabi on a, on a treacle tart? Is where is it? Was it Dubai? More, like creme, more like a creme brulee. There was a sort of crusty top, and then there was a very, very soft underneath. But yeah, right, like so, far, so effectively, we're in a situation. I, 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 we've got a couple of questions from listeners, but I, I, I do want your opinion on this. Stan. What's the best narrative for the end of the IPL? Is it Coley winning in his last year of captaincy? Is it Dhoni doing it again? Is it Morgan winning as a specialist captain? Uh, is it Delhi? That's not really a good thing about Delhi. Um, or is it Mumbai with the ultimate comeback? Oh yeah, that's a damn good question. I think the 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 one that everybody wants to see is RCB winning. Uh, I don't personally because I enjoy their agonising pain continuing because I think it just makes it more fun for next year and all subsequent years. But I think uh, there's a, there's a desire to see that happening. I don't think there'd be. I think Mumbai winning is. Uh, a bit too predictable. Um, CSK winning again, a bit too predictable. Quite like the idea in a strange kind of way of a bland side like Delhi doing it. I say bland. I think they're the ones that are the most the ones I've got most affinity with I, I, in terms of you know the top teams because I just like the sort of um, Terminator-esque, Borg-esque determination actually to have a plan and stick to it and be good at it. And, you know, I think that's probably how sporting teams should win. So I'd quite like to see that. And Delhi had a really bad COVID as well. I think it'd be lovely for them. I've got some friends in Delhi. And um, so I feel a bit like, it, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? A bit like Olmio pasta sauce. Yeah, you a bit know. like, a bit, a bit nothing, like Olmio pasta sauce. There's nothing exciting about them. Um, well, but they will do the job if you're, if you're in a pinch. Shigar Darwin's my favourite living Indian, so I'd be very happy for him. He's a really, really lovely yeah. man. He does great videos, and he's uh, and I've also seen him bowl balls to his daughter on the outfield at Derby, and it was one of the most touching sights I've ever seen. Okay, okay right. We have some um, questions in. One from Vic, um, and I'm going to combine this with Moyuk. Uh, Vic asked <laughs> a question to you, Dan. I was hoping um, you'd do that. <laughs> What, what does Daniel Norcross think of Venki Iyer and the new KKR? Uh, but then Moyuk followed that up. And, uh, uh, and has requested that you do Danny Morrison again um, because they've, they've had to drop off an office call just mm. for this moment. The so double could you, the could, double you, could you tell us uh, uh, your thoughts on Venki Iyer and, and KKR as Danny Morrison? Um, Will, I don't know, can I go high enough? Can I go loud enough and long enough? The double KRs with the golden pads aside, I've got a great affinity with. But they're carrying the captain. How long can he stay at the helm? Can he be any longer? I don't know. Surely not. Um, I, I like those. The fact that they managed to do all this without Andre Russell. I mean, the, Andre, the, the problem for, for the double KRs 
was that Andre Russell in the first game that they came back, if you remember, he outpaced two fielders in uh, running down a ball that was going to the boundary. And I thought, that's a bit weird. That's not what Andre Russell does. Andre Russell looks arthritic and overweight and stands in the infield, slightly complaining about various aches and pains, like my great aunt Doris. But suddenly he was really, really rapid. And I think in doing that, he screwed himself. Um, Venki Ayer is a work in progress. I'm not prepared to comment until I've got more. I need more detail because these stars that shine brightly to start with, they can get found out. I'm not, you know, I, I think of Portishead. Their second album was a diabolical. Loved them after the first one. Then it all went horribly downhill. Let's let's wait. Let's give ourselves some time. Let's not get too excited and enthusiastic. But um, you asked me about the, the best narrative. And I've completely forgotten that actually I would love the double KRs to get over the line in a strange sort of way. Uh, not because of Owen Morgan, actually. But just because I, I absolutely, I love the fragility with which they play the game. They can be at once awesome and diabolical. And that's, I kind of, that's what I want in sport. I want that feeling of jeopardy. So they're a side that, like, they have me on the edge of my seat in a way that, like, for example, today's game, as we've discussed, absolutely did not. So, yeah, forget everything about Delhi. I want, I want John Cat and Knight Riders to win. It's so hard having all these different thoughts at once, isn't it? And so you can't uh, keep hold of one for any great length of time. I think, I'm, I think I've got ADHD from watching. Yeah, like maybe, two maybe, maybe Danny Morrison's entered your head. That's you've got. Yeah. You've got thoughts of two disaster. people going on. Yeah. Right. Is it, is it um, true that he's actually Australian? Anyway, never mind. We're, we're going to wrap up this podcast um, oh. now. Well, look, you, you're welcome back anytime. Um, there's some games over the next two days. We'll do a show to cover them. Um, and then it will be on to the playoffs, which is going to be good. And then it's on to the World Cup, which is going to be even better. We've got a Scottish guy lined up already oh. to come on and talk about Scottish cricket. Uh, tell me he's called Hamish. It's, Please tell me he's called Hamish. I, I think it's Ronan, which isn't, you know, it's... Not bad. It's in the, it's in the Hamish wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> It's a two or three degrees of separation, but um, it's, it still sort of works. Um, a reminder, if you're watching on YouTube or whatever, then hit like, hit subscribe, um, and uh, so on. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash The Cricket Pod. Give to us directly. And at The Cricket Pod on Instagram and Twitter to follow along with um, whoever's not doing their day job and is, uh, is manning the controls there. Me or Ross, usually. Before we Goodbye. finish, can I can I oh, just yeah, ask yeah. something? Sorry, before we finish, because I've been absolutely transfixed by your the things on your ears. You've got these like, little white things. So yeah, but I oh they're white bits on oh ah I've worked out what it is now. I thought you had I thought you had, but it's not. It's just the, the headphones and the wall behind you. Oh, I you see. Can't even, you see what I mean? <laughs> oh, like the gap just, between them. <laughs> it was a bit like you had like Spock ears, if you know what I mean. But now <laughs> yes. I've worked out exactly what they are. And it's not it's nothing like as exciting as I don't well, know. You know, if you're listening on the podcast, um, head over to YouTube, uh, <laughs> minute 46. Uh, to make, to make sure you Gavin's click all the ads about. on your way through. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, I'm not even had a drink it. really today, apart from this wine. So I don't know what's going on with me. That's I blame yesterday. Anyways, lovely to see you. <laughs> bye bye, everyone. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.